So, Philip, as you look at the guest list, you'll see a lot of high society of Boston. You'll see some politicians in the New England area are listed on there. You will also notice a name, William Sanders. And you know that name. I do know that name. You do know that name. That's the only name you know personally. You don't see anybody from your less legal days. Aside from Mr. Sanders, who I am quite surprised to find upon this list, is there potentially anybody that might have been at a particular estate sale in Boston? As I checked the guest list of the estate sale in Boston, I thought maybe I might have remembered a name or so. There are a couple that match. You, you will see them. Again, you don't personally know them. You know of them in certain society circles. Yes, this, this will overlap. As far as finding a definite somebody's here to, to steal, you can't spot anybody. But if you can't spot them, chances are the secretary and cop won't either. Meaning you can pin it on anybody you want. Well, they believe there's a team of kidnappers who has drowned Mr. Doyle so elegantly. So, I have a book. I have a number of exhibits of debatable worth. I have a who's who of society, including Mr. Fitzhume, and a particular name that sticks out who... He didn't tell me that he was going to this gala. We were supposed to have a dinner. Hmm. Maybe he didn't plan on attending. Maybe this particular collection wasn't what he was interested in. Yes, well, I will keep that in mind. Although that would make this evening interesting. I shall transcribe a list of the guests. I shall transcribe a list of the artifacts of the exhibits that are on exhibit. That are currently locked away. And the law here says nobody takes them out of this museum. I do recall that he said that nobody would take it out of the museum. I am not interested in doing so. I am interested in merely taking it out of the case. I have to ascertain its authenticity. So as you spend several minutes going over things, looking at items, coming up to your conclusions, you now have a desire to go and check the authenticity of the tome. Yes, that is so, disembodied voice, because if the Bobby's plan is accurate, then perhaps they've already come here and they have switched the book, so now I must check. And if that dunce decides to accost me one more time, that is precisely what I will tell him. You will not be allowed it until you tell them why you want in. So, yeah, please make your plea. Officer, I've given some thoughts to your theory that Mr. Doyle was kidnapped. I know I did add to it, saying that perhaps they got what they wanted and they killed him. Now, I've looked at the list of this exhibits, and there is one item here that is of considerable value. That item is currently locked in a case, but Mr. Doyle had the exhibit keys as well as the front door key, then the thieves have access to that case. I'm afraid I must ascertain the authenticity of the Anamam script hall that is currently the centerpiece of tonight's exhibit. Roll fast off. I don't think it was my eye. Well, I guess it is. would be better to make sure that it was 
real and somebody hasn't been in here. Capital. Yes, I do agree. I would rather just investigate a murder rather than a murder and a theft. Um, he'll look at the secretary. Where's the key? And she'll hand it to him. Follow me. He'll go and open up the room that the items are stored in. And he'll kind of usher you in and he'll say, I'm going to stay with you the whole time. Yes, well, if you're going to stay with me, be sure that you are wearing a pair of gloves. I will be needing you to wear that pair of gloves. And I will need you not to breathe, because I do not know how old these pages are, and I do not wish to ruin them. I'll cover my mouth with my hand, and I won't touch the book. Yes, had you done so outside. Yes, of course, that is, that is wonderful. Yes, thank you. Now, if you do not mind, let us see if this book is the, as you young say, the real thing. So he'll shut the door and lock it, and the two of you are now locked in the room, walking towards the book. Let's cut back. Finn, where are you headed to? Finn is first headed back to the library to pick up the book that he cut pages out of. Okay. You can do that. Go get that. It's now open. People are going in and out. You can easily get that. You got it tucked in your button-up, right? Because you don't have a suit coat anymore. Yep. All right. And you were uh, walking out of the library with it? That's correct. And you're headed to the museum? That's correct. It's very somber. When you walk in, it's very quiet. No activity. There's a little handwritten note on the door that says the museum is unfortunately closed due to untimely demise. Inside, you'll see the little secretary at the receptionist's desk, and she again just... Very sad. Her head will come up as you go to the door and try to open it, and it's locked. Noticing the secretary. Miss, could I um, perhaps get in? I was going to check something. I have a suspicion about um, why uh, Mr. Doyle has uh, passed. She'll open the door a bit. Oh, yes, you're one of those. Um, One of the government agents that were here to for the party. Yes, one of your other agents is here, and she'll point to a, a closed door. Um, he's already starting the uh, the investigation. It's Isn't it awful? And she'll kind of pull you in and shut the door because it's cold. Uh, yeah, it's... It's so sad what happened. I just don't know what to do. Yeah, it's absolutely dreadful. I um don't know what to say. I'm at a loss of words. But uh, I should probably head in there and see what's what's happening. Um, would you mind if I asked you a, a favor? You can surely ask. Well, um, forgive me, but your accent—I, I can tell you're Irish, and I was wondering, could you? Well, would you please say a Catholic prayer for Mister Doyle? Yes, of course. Of course I can. She'll bow her head and hold your hand. Let's see how well this goes. Say it in Gaelic, and she'll never know. Or, better yet, Latin, but he butchers it because his mind is elsewhere. But does she catch it? Who knows? Well, she's distraught. I don't think she's going to catch it. I think she just wanted someone to say some kind words. 
for the dearly departed. So you do it, but you do it in a very pig Latin way. It's a very ritualistic way. No real thought put into it. And it's not even the right prayer for this circumstance. Mm -hmm. It's just some random prayer in Latin. So he says a prayer about christening babies and bringing it into the world and raising it properly, but in Latin. Because that's the only thing that came to his mind right then and there. You bluff your way through it. When you're done, she smiles and says thank you, kisses your hands. She'll let you go to the door. When you go to that door and try the doorknob, you'll find that it is locked. Well, fuck. Oh, my. Tries to say that under his breath, but uh, probably not very subtly. Sorry, miss. Could you uh, perhaps unlock the door for me so I can get in? Oh, the the officer and your fellow agent, they took begin with them. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, uh, knocks on the door. Philip, you hear a knock on the door. I am going to ignore that lock on the door. The cop kind of looks at the door and, and goes, should we answer it? If you would, sir, I do not want any distractions at this time. Uh, I must be very careful as to not damage the book if it is truly the original. What have you done thus far as far as inspecting the book as the officer is walking towards the door to open it? Uh, is the case unlocked? Do you have the master case so you can open that and you can get the the book? Well, as soon as the officer turns away, I will reach in. I will pick up the book. I will look at the binding of the book, all of the outer cover. And then I will open up the outer cover to look on the inner jacket, or so to speak, of the inner cover of the book. So as you're looking, can you roll your forgery, your occult, and your archaeology? It is not a fake. It is very old. And when you open the cover, words that greet you with the title of this book and, and everything, you can definitely see that some of the symbols included there are of an occult nature. If you were to start looking in some of the pages early on, you will notice that there are indeed rituals, spells, lore, hymns, very much the kind of stuff that in your research of the other book, you would expect to find in this book. And at that point, you hear the door behind you open and close, and you hear two sets of footsteps approach. Uh, Philip, you're, um, you're checking out the book, I see. Do not disturb me. I want to make sure I do not damage this tome. Right. So, um, that's, uh, is that what you think the people are after? I mean, I guess it's a set piece. Well, yes, it is the only piece of the exhibit that is actually worth anything. The rest of it is uh, T.B. and Gugol's something about uh, Irish immigrants of the uh, late 1800s. It's nothing truly interesting. Right. Uh, but this this is uh, noticeably older uh, by several hundred years. It is a fascinating piece of literature. 
I didn't think it actually existed, and I've heard only rumors of it, but here it is in the in the parchment, so to speak. So, I think we should box it up for future investigation. He's going to look up that and look at the officer that is also right there. I mean, it is our department to do such things. Well, yes. None of the items in the collection will leave the premises until we, again, points to his badge, say so. So you're a local police against a federal agency. If I'm not mistaken here, Philip, we can just say we have jurisdiction, if I'm not mistaken, and have legal authority to just take it. Uh, well, a point of clarification, my dear Finn, one does not simply say you have jurisdiction, you have to declare it. You're correct. So, like, I don't want to go that route right away, but if this is a very important book, we should probably bring it to somewhere safe. It is somewhere safe. It's in Miskatonic. Right. Miskatonic. You see that over there? He points to a window. That could get broken real easy, and some come here and take it. The door we just came in, I don't know how to pick locks, but I'm sure other people do. And if they're willing to kill a man for it, which I'm believing is highly likely, I think they're willing to break a window or two. Minor vandalism. The prevailing theory is that uh, Doyle was in fact kidnapped, and his keys were taken, and then he was disposed of over the bridge. Well, then they don't even need to know how to pick a lock. Now, do they? He's going to look at you, and he's going to look at the book, and then back at you. Fine. We'll take it down to the police station, and we'll lock it up there. Capital. That is a fantastic idea. If you do not mind, I will need some sort of secure case in order to carry this book. As I said, it is very old. It is very valuable. I have appraised it, and it is, in fact, just as valuable as they say. I do not want it destroyed, of course. And if so, if we could have something, a secure lockbox, perhaps. What do you Yanks use to carry money around in? Uh, no, a straw box, of course. Uh, a strong box would be uh, quite capital to place this in, and then it can be placed in the constabulatory lockup. He's going to consider your words, look at the book. He's going to look at Finn. You, go ask the secretary for a box of some sort. You want to carry the book in a cardboard box? Is that what you're suggesting? What he said, some kind of box that, that they travel, move it around in. Go see if she has one. Yes, Finn, it's quite all right. This is a museum. I am certain that they have lock boxes for especially valuable books. Um, although Director Doyle had some graduate-level poetry stored in one of those lock boxes in the basement. But uh, as quick as you can, uh, do find one returnant, so we may place the book inside and ensure that it is properly cared for. I suspect it's graduate-level Latin poetry at that. And Finn will walk away. As Finn leaves, Philip will place the book on the table, gently open it again, and take out his journal and start transcribing some notes about the Animam Scriptor, like some of the ritual names, some of the hymns, and so forth. 
roll a luck, please. You're flipping through. You're getting the more tame, not as a dark material. Mm-hmm. That's what you've opened to, and you're writing about that. Although, if I do find something similar to Victor's sadism, I know my theories will have been proven correct. So far you have not. You would need more time with the book. Well, I may have that before Finn gets back. Hmm. You think before Finn gets back? Finn! You step out of the room, and the secretary is there. She is answering. It seems like the phone is ringing, and she's making phone calls. It looks like she's trying to cancel the event. Uh, you can catch her in between calls, obviously. Um, sorry, uh, Miss, can I trouble you for a moment? Oh, yes, yes. What, what can I, what can I do for you? Uh, do you have any like um lock boxes or anything to transfer stuff in? Like a uh, important stuff we have. We believe there's uh something more valuable than the rest, and we want to bring it to the police station. Oh, you. Something to to transport documents in, or just items in? Documents in general, yes, and some items. There's a few things we want. Um, well, if I could get the keys, I can go to Curator Doyle's office, and um, he had a... Look, Miss, I... His favorite bag that he carried items in. I'm... I... If it's... If it's really that hard, Miss, I can I can go to get it. Do you know roughly where it is, and I can fetch it? Oh, you'll see it. It's behind his desk. <gasps> you seem awfully busy. I wouldn't hate to. Yes. Um. So do you go back and get the keys, or do you just go and pick the lock? Get the keys. Finn will come back. So, uh, excuse me, uh, officer. Um. It seems the um, lock boxes are kept in uh, Curator Doyle's uh, office. Um, it's locked up, so apparently you have the keys. So could I perhaps have them for a moment so I can go do that, or you can go get them, or something? I look at you. He's going to look at his keys. He's going to look at the keys. He's going to look at Philip in the book. Back at the keys. Back at you. Oh, just lock me in if you need to. I won't be going anywhere. He'll take the keys and he'll toss them to you. I want all those keys back. And you better come back with a box. Yeah, I will. Um, You want to count the keys to make sure. You know, for some reason you don't trust a federal agent or something. Yeah, he noted how many keys were on there. All right. Then kind of rolls his eyes and heads over to Doyle's office. Okay. You do have more time now, Philip. With the book, are you going to continue to look at more of the items, journaling what you see? Well, that seems like a very silly question to ask, disembodied voice. Of course I am. Tempting fate, huh? Quiet. Are you specifically going page by page, reading titles to see if any of them spike, or are you just randomly opening to another section of the book? Page by page, looking at the titles. Several pages go by. You're kind of about halfway through the book, and one title does stick out. And it is in Latin. 
it's rendered soulless. I do believe that is an item of interest. Rendered soulless. As you read it, it is a ritual that describes if you have items from a person, you can do this ritual, and this person will have their soul sucked from their being. They will die, and you can trap their soul forever having it in your possession. I do believe I'm going to have to write this whole down in my journal. Yeah, make a sanity check, too, because this is... <laughs> not what a good, proper gentleman would do to people. It's not, but it has to be proof that this book is the real deal. Then you get to Doyle's office, you unlock it, you go inside. It's a nicely appointed. It's weird being in here knowing that the owner of this office, the occupant of this office, is no longer on this mortal plane. What do you do in this office? Ben needs to find two identical or almost identical boxes that would fit the book. So the secretary said he had something in his office behind his desk. And when you get back behind his desk, you'll see he has a valise. Finn, behind the desk, rummages through the valise, trying to find two book-sized safety container thingies, if possible. The bag itself is what he would move these items in. Oh, I see. Does it look like Philip's? I mean, it's similar, but Doyle's is better. Of course. Obviously. Made of fine English leather, not horsehide like Philip's. Hmm. That's not really good enough. Starts rummaging through some of the drawers. See if there's anything in there. He's kind of lost hope of finding a box or something. Looking around trying to find other things that will work. Not so much like cardboard boxes. But you'll see more like storage boxes that some items could be stored in the museum basement. You might find some of those on the bookshelves about. If you clear them out, you can get the book in. Right. Then he's going to take the book that he has on him right now and put it into the valise. Okay. I guess that'll have to do. And then he's going to bring that back, but leaving the door to the office unlocked. Okay. Finn is going to return back to Philip and the police officer. Okay. It looks like we have this um, bag here that should be used to transport it semi-safely. Apparently that's what the secretary said normally transport things in, but it's not really the best. Um, alternatively, I could check the basement for an actual thing to transport it in, like a safety thing. But I'm not certain if uh, that's any better. I imagine Philip has not heard any of these words from you, but the officer is pondering and looking at what you have, and Waiting for Philip to say whether or not it's adequate to the officer. It seems like what you have is fine. 
I'm I'm dreadfully sorry. Is, is somebody talking? Uh, yeah. Cut your study, and we're going to start uh, moving the book over. Philip will look up and at Finn. Yeah. Look at that. You've come back with a bag. Yes. That's... Yes, that will do. That will do, yes. Philip, you're going to have to part with your book now and put it in the bag. I have a bag. I have my valise with me. I could just put it in there. It's perfectly secure. The officer, as soon as you can make a move, no, we'll put it in this bag, not your bag, and I will carry the bag. Ah, yes. Yes. And he'll look to Finn to hand him the bag. Finn will hand him the bag and the key ring. And he'll hold open the bag and put it towards you so you can gently put the book inside. Philip, do you just put the book inside? Oh, God, no. What do you take me for? It's placed gently, gently. If I have any cloth to wrap it in, I'll do the same. It should be treasured. So as you gently place it in the bag, the back of your hand will feel a hard surface hit. And if you look inside, you'll see there's another book already in this bag. About the same size, if not just a wee bit bigger than the book you're holding. Yeah, something about 17th century English law. Well, I'm going to have to take that out of the of the bag and look at it oddly. 17th century English law. Uh, well, it's based Magna Carta, so interesting. I'll put it aside since he's already wrapped the other book in cloth in order to make sure that it is undamaged. Look at the officer, yes. Um, officer, a constable, a con- constable Pendle, yes. Um, I-, I believe we are ready to abscond to the police station to ensure that it is properly secured. Let's go back to Bruno, because you two and the cop are headed to the police station. Yes, we are. And Bruno... You're outside the door. It sounds like things have calmed down. You can tell she's right on the other side of the door. What do you want to do? I am going to slink away from the door. I would like a stealth roll. And then walk down the hallway and knock on her door as though nothing were amiss. Okay. Because nothing's amiss. Everything's fine. Cookie, you are startled. There is a knock at your door. I jump. Step away from the door. Um, who is it? Uh, it's me. Oh, come in, Bruno, please. Open up the door. I assume she's kind of taken a few steps away from the door into the room further. What's Cookie's room look like? It's feminine. It's got a bed, a chair, a, a nightstand, a, a little table next to the chair, a tall dresser. It does have a bathroom. A little water closet in it for a lady's privacy. It's in soft blues and greens. The floor is wood. There's large carpets, one by the door and one next to the bed. And they're florally blues. Is it nicer than my room? Yeah. I'll just look around first. I'm like, this is uh, this is nicer than my room. You're really looking around, or are you just cursory glancing, looking around? I'm really looking around, but from my position here, 
at the door? Yeah. Can you um, roll spot hidden then if you are looking at her room? So as you take in the room, your eyes travel around the room and then they land on the carpet out uh, by the bed and then they travel along the floor to the carpet in front of you and there as well. You'll see droplets of blood staining the carpet. Just file that away in my brain. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize your room wasn't exactly the same as mine. Nah, it's a, it's a little smaller than the, and I'll point to a piece of furniture. I don't have one of those and uh, I'm going to go over to the chair and just kind of like sit myself in it. It's like I don't have uh, one of these. You know, these, this is kind of nice. Too bad I haven't gotten a chance to use it. We've been so busy since we got here. I mean, it's a chair. It's not like it's well, here, and I'll, I'll get up and make room for her to sit so that she can use her chair. And he looks around the room to find something else to sit in. You can sit upon the bed. So yeah, I'll look around, I'll see the bed, I'll just kind of ignore that, I'll go over to the the dresser or the other large piece of furniture, and I'll just kind of lean against it. Mm-hmm. But Bruno, there is nobody else in this room. Yeah. Just in case you want it, confirmation. First, said confirmation. So, uh, anything, anything come to mind? No, just I was just so mad at Finn. I can't believe that I don't that he the murder thing. We don't even know what happened, and I just felt like he was blaming me, and I just needed to calm down. I'm I'm sorry. I had to work through it. I'm sorry that I stormed away from you guys. I I just couldn't I couldn't stand there anymore and listen to that. Nah nah, that's alright. It's uh you know, it's happens to the best of us. You alright though? Yeah, I think so. I still haven't washed my face. I'm very nervous about this. Just because I can't remember, and I know that he helped me here, and things just got fuzzy. I know I've said it. I I have nothing else. I I don't know. My door. It. I woke up. It was locked. I was in my room, just like normal. All right. Well, let's uh let's head over to your private bathroom, which must be nice to have, because you know I ain't got one of them. And uh, let's take a look, see what we can see. You don't have your own bathroom either? I'm sorry, Bruno. No, my room's kind of shit. Sounds like something Philip would do. Yeah, well, it don't matter. It's got a bed, and that's good enough. When you go to take that step, can you make a dex roll? You begin to trip, but you recover quick enough you don't fall or anything. And when you look down... You'll notice that your right shoelace is untied on your nice Italian dress shoes. But stop. Yeah, these laces might be time to go. I'll look around. I'll find like a little stool or something, put my foot up on it, and uh, just kind of. Uh huh. You know, shoes come untied all the time. It's fine. Nothing is strange here. Absolutely. Yep. Looking in the bathroom, 
nothing looks out of place there. Cookie, when you go into the bathroom, nothing looks out of place. All your items are still where they were when you unpacked them the night before. Seeing that, I'm just going to wet a washcloth and just do the pat on my face to try and cool down and pull some of the red and the fire out of me. Bruno, are you okay? Who trips over their own two feet? There's not enough space in here for you to fall down. You'll break that nice chair. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was in a rush with all of the the doyalisms and things going on this morning. I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't time very well. Really? I don't see anything in here out of place. My investigation is turning up empty. Well, now that we've uh, taken care of this room, I'm going to step out, let you get splash your water or whatever, and uh, I'll start looking around the other room. She's still in the bathroom, and you're out in her room. Uh-huh. Give her a minute to, to clean up. Do you think he heard? No, of course he didn't hear anything. These walls are thick. It's okay. It's fine. He can't hear much anyway. He wouldn't know what he was hearing. Did he just think I was talking to myself? Philip does it all the time. It's fine. Okay. I'm scared, Ash. Just really scared. I finish dabbing myself and wait a minute. Ash, my my door was locked this morning. And and I didn't do anything. You said you said Doyle couldn't lock my door when he left. What what happened? I feel like you're not telling me the truth. Did you do something? You don't see anybody from your less legal days, probably because a lot of them died up at that estate in New York. But um, yes, well, <laughs> would you please say a Catholic prayer for Mister Doyle? Uh, yes, of course, of course, I can. She'll bow her head and hold your hand. Let's see how well this goes. <laughs> Should I spend the ten? I mean, sounds like you're doing this under Protestant. Say, say it in Gaelic, and she'll never know. Or better yet, do a Druid prayer in Gaelic, and she'll never know that it's not Latin. There you go. It's Latin, but mm. he butchers it because he's his mind is elsewhere. But does she catch it? Who knows. Well, she's distraught. I don't think she's going to catch it. I think she just wanted someone to say some kind words for the dearly departed. Yeah, that's nice. Right now, Finn's like, I am not role-playing out a fucking prayer. No. (laughs) I don't know any Catholic prayers to begin with. (laughs) So the secretary said 
he had something in his office behind his desk. And when you get back behind his desk, you'll see he has a valise. (gasps) (laughs) I I believe we are ready to abscond to the police station to ensure that it is properly secured. So from my notes, you took the book out that was already in the valise and put in the other book. Uh, That is correct. Tears. I'm crying. I know. I am too on the inside. I thought maybe he'd roll with it, but no. (laughs) If I hadn't actually wrapped it in cloth, Uh I would have put it in and I would have taken the book back out and said, hey, this is 17th century English law. I would have said the exact same thing, but I would have actually pulled the book. But no, I'm an antiquarian first and a scoundrel second. (laughs) There's your problem. There's your problem. There's my problem. Is it nicer than my room? Because whoever checked in obviously gave you the shittiest room. That is so a thing that Philip would do. Right? Uh, They're obviously, like, Italian and pretty nice. Does he uh, wipe his feet before he goes to build things? Probably. I I get this feeling that if he didn't, his mom would would probably... Oh, uh, Patatino get a slap across the back of the head. He doesn't wipe his feet before he enters. Uh, mama, mama. Who brought you up this way? Hmm, okay. You did, Mama. You did. Ah. Uh, back at you. I also had this thought earlier that part of the Patatino thing was that when he was a teenager, he had really bad acne. So he <laughs> sits all over his face that looked like little uh, eyes of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> And he looks around the room to find something else to sit in. You can sit upon the bed. That has implications. It's a made bed. It's not like it's... But a man sitting on a young lady's bed? No, scandalous. I mean, you're in a young lady's room, unattended, no chaperones. That's not entirely true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... He was very upset at the idea of Doyle being in her room with nobody else there. So because she's a woman of taste. No, super mega best friends, so it's okay. Uh, it's different when it's your friend's own friend. What? What happened? I feel like you're not telling me the truth. Did you do something? It's my ghost boyfriend. Are you still there, or did you <laughs> broke? Did you break? Yeah, I can't hear him if he's talking. This is how he breaks up with you. Oh, he ghosts you. Straight ghosted. (laughs) It ghosts you. Yes, I win. I got it first. Yes. Although, you know, that would be a very dramatic point to cut to the previous previous recording. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get it without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we'd love to know when we're doing well. 
Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.